The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. PropSwap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, welcome back. Live in the PropSwap studios, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. And the day has finally arrived and i don't say that in a good way a bad way but here it is and the big news of course carson wentz to the sideline jalen hurts they're gonna put in the rookie here and see what this team can do uh with jalen hurts under center so an exciting time right now to be able to have Johnny Mack, NFL Eagles insider. He joins us every single night right here at 10.30 p.m. for your nightly football fix. Follow John on Twitter at JFMcMullen, phillyvoice.com, Sports Illustrated at si.com. All right, Johnny, just take the wheel, my friend. Your thoughts um, and everything else that's transpired here today surrounding this story. Yeah, I, I mean, a little surprised only because on Monday Doug kind of tempered uh, how Jalen Hurts played when he when he talked about it. So I thought, you know, reading the tea leaves, well, maybe he's going to go back to Carson Wentz. But ultimately, as I said on um, yesterday's show, it, it you know, I, I don't think there was a wrong decision here. I really don't. I, I think the only wrong decision would have been both and to continue down that tortured road. Um, so, I, I mean, Carson's been right there unless you want to talk about Sam Darnold or Drew Locke maybe. I mean, he, he's in the conversation for the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. So, I, I mean, I, I can't blame Doug Peterson for benching him. Um, it, it's a difficult thing to do because of the contract, but at some point, you got to forget about the money and say, uh, we got to do something uh, to, to, uh, and put this thing in a positive direction. And, and, you know, a lot of it has to do with Doug himself because he's been taking hits, uh, pretty significant hits uh, for his play calling. And, you know, maybe now he'll, he'll get to show that uh, not play calling. But we'll see. I, I mean, uh, I've talked about a lot, and it really is. It's 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 a multitude of factors, and um, you know the problem for Jalen Hurts. A, this is you know, this is one of the the top defenses in the NFL. So 
I don't know if you want to – that would be the perfect situation for a rookie quarterback's first start. Um, uh, but also, I, you know, as I also said on yesterday's show, he's playing with the same people. He's playing with the same struggling offensive line. He's playing with the same poor receivers. Uh, he's playing with the same running backs that are struggling. So I, I, I'll tell you what, if he pulls a rabbit out of his hat and they win four in a row and the Eagles win the NFC East, uh, then we really got something to talk about. But I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't know if I see that happening either. Jalen Hurts just rattling off a bunch of wins. Um John, and we've talked about this before, but now it's official, so we can revisit this uh, again. I don't think this was Doug's decision, and you know, twenty percent of your cap next year is going to be Carson Wentz. So if Jalen plays well, the team can't trade him anyway. Like I, I still don't really understand what they're hoping to accomplish with this move. I'm with you. Like, yes, Carson deserves to be benched but I don't know where they go from here yeah I mean there's been a lot of back and forth I'm, I'm at the point where I do think it was Doug's decision um, and you know depending on the report depending on the day uh, it's been the owner it's been the general manager it's been the head coach um, if you go back to Doug's Monday press conference he made a real big point of, of saying Essentially, I'm a lone wolf here. I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to hear from my assistant coaches. I don't want to hear from the GM. I don't want to hear from uh, the owner. Uh, this is my decision. And I think part of that is because he's been described as somewhat neutered um, from a personnel standpoint and from a even from his own coaching staff and 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 that standpoint. So. I think it was a little bit set up, and he said, oh, you think it's me? Well, let's go see the young kid. And you saw some of the juice in Green Bay. It was already better. Um, the question is, how much better can it get? In a lot of ways, you know, Doug might be trying to signal, you want to fire me? Um, well, I'm going to show you uh, what actually went on by making this change. So I, I do think it was Doug's decision. How bad do you think it is for Carson? And this is an impossible question to answer, but with him individually now, and, you know, we've seen that he's visibly shaken mentally, second-guessing things, and there are also plenty of things that aren't his fault, but how is he going to handle this, your prediction? Uh, I, I don't think he's handled it well. I don't think he's going to handle it. Well, I think this is a very difficult uh, environment for him. Um, and by that, I mean Philadelphia, and that's not a criticism of the fans. It's just a realization of the passion of the fan base, and some people aren't cut out for it. You know, uh, I, I'm starting to think Carson's not cut out for it, uh, and some people aren't, you know, and, I, and, and it's any northeastern city really um it's difficult uh to play here when things are going poorly um and, and i think it's affected him and i think you know the best case scenario for him would be to go somewhere 
uh, in the Midwest, West Coast, start over. Um, but, you know, that's difficult because, as you mentioned, uh, the salary cap, uh, it, it's it's never happened before. So I, I know a lot of people are speculating, well, you, you just do it. And, you know, no one has ever uh, – the largest amount of dead money, the record in this league, is $21 million for Brandon Cooks. Um, so this would be way, way over that. And as you mentioned, essentially, you know, one-fifth of your cap projected. Remember, it's going down because of the pandemic. I, I mean, you just can't build a team that way. And, and it's almost, you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot with the next quarterback if you do that. Uh, because you, you're not going to be able to build up a roster around Jalen Hurts. And, you know, who knows? If he starts to struggle, he might go down a similar path. Um, so it's difficult. I mean, the Eagles are in a difficult situation. and That's what happens when you miss on such an important evaluation. And it seems like I, – I, I don't know if you can call it a miss because Carson – uh, played at, at at a relatively high level, but I think you can certainly call it a miss from the standpoint that they obviously didn't maximize what they had. Um, so you you can point to all the reasons: the offensive line, the skill position, uh, the mechanics, the coaching, whatever you want. Pick your choice, but they they clearly haven't maximized uh, Carson Wentz, and now they're stuck with and all the trust of the contract. And that's how quickly things change in the NFL. I say it all the time. I love people who think nothing changes. Uh, I mean, you know, three years ago, if you think about the Super Bowl and you think about Nick Foles and, and Carson Wentz and, and the year Carson had and, and the finish that Nick had, well, fast forward to today and, Nick Foles is backing up Mitch Trubisky, and Carson Wentz is backing up Jalen Hurts. That's how quick this league moves. I saw you quote tweet this, and originally from Zach Berman, Doug Peterson on November 22nd, if you get to the spot where you don't start Wentz or you bench him, you're sending the wrong message to your football team that the season is over. So I just want your reaction to that. Yeah, I was the one who asked that question, so that's why I retweeted it. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, that's what Doug said, uh, and I, I just said how quickly things move. I, I mean, his his thought process at the time, and that was 16 days ago, was, look, if you're going to bench the starting quarterback, you're essentially signaling uh, the season is over, uh, and, and that's a bad message. That's what he was trying to uh, say and and by the way i didn't disagree with them uh at the time the eagles were still in the hunt <laughs> the nfc east and I, I don't think anybody thought the giants were going to beat seattle or washington was going to be pittsburgh and now tonight we're getting back to a little bit more normal nfc east level play but um and, and still they're not out of it i mean technically they're i, I mean they're they're one game behind in the loss column uh, from the the leaders. So, um, uh, I the bad message is there. Uh, it certainly seems that you've given up on the season, but at 
three, eight, and one, I think you got to be realistic and say this is about evaluation now more than trying to win the worst division in the history of mankind. The history of mankind. Um, it's and you're not wrong. And you know the the NFL this year is so there's so much uncertainty, John, because you know one you mentioned. The Giants beating um, Seattle and Washington beating Pittsburgh. And every week we're dealing with these big-time upsets, um, even more so this year than in recent years. You don't really know what quarterback is going to test positive for COVID-19, and all of a sudden they have to miss a playoff game. There's just so much uncertainty, I guess my point is, that how do you see this season playing out like big picture and are the Eagles going to try and use that information to keep this team motivated in any way to try and win this joke of a division? Well, I mean, you're going to try to win. That's what players and coaches do. I always talk about it in reference to the NBA when people, you know, it's in front of tanking is for front office people and fans and, and, you know, players don't tank, coaches don't tank. Um, it's just not in their nature. Uh, And, you know, even when you talk about bad teams, I I mean, these guys have to fight for jobs next year, whether it's here or in another city, uh, if they want to continue to play in the NFL. So, I mean, their mentality is always going to be to, to win, but there's the human nature aspect of it. And, and once things start going in a negative direction, you, you see players, um, you know, hanging their heads and saying, waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I think that's your concern now with the Eagles because it is uh, so bad. And, you know, they are going to look at um, a rookie quarterback uh, playing his first game against the number one ranked defense now in the NFL. Um, doesn't look good on paper, but all you need is uh, a quick start, you know, uh, a seven nothing lead, and and all of a sudden all that's forgotten and melted away, and everybody's fighting to win. And um, so I, I mean that's kind of what Doug said in, in in Green Bay when he said spark, and whether you want to call it juice, that's what he was looking for. Probably waited too long to be honest. Um, but it, it's difficult to bench a quarterback that you gave $128 million, you know, 16 months ago. It, it's tough to do that, uh, even though it should be done from a from a merit standpoint. I, I mean, the guy's just been so bad. And, uh, you know, it's I, I've said it time and time again on the show, it's, it's inexplicable. The Eagles coaches are banging their heads against the wall like everybody else. They don't know what the heck to do to save this guy. Talking with John McMullen. Follow him on Twitter at JFMcMullen, phillyvoice.com, sportsillustrated at si.com. Uh, I saw a, a lot of things on social media today, John, but one in particular regarding – Fletcher Cox and he was chiming in on Twitter Um, and and I guess I bring this up because I just want to ask you again here just to revisit how do you think the locker room as a whole is handling uh, Jalen Hurts now as the starter and Carson 
on the bench? Is it, like, awkward? I mean, especially if he comes out and let's just get real crazy and leads this team to a win against the Saints. Like, how is this locker room dynamic going to play out here? Uh, I, you know, I think this is a great opportunity for Jalen Hurts. He's got an opportunity to win that locker room. You know, the one thing you can look at almost every single scouting report about Jalen Hurts coming in pre-draft, um, and, and they would, you know, the traits, you can talk about the positives and the negatives, but one thing everybody agreed on was that kid was a natural leader, and, and he's one of those typical cliched quarterbacks where everybody follows and everybody kind of gets in line because he's he walks into a room and he he just kind of has that personality everybody's known people like that and and it's what everybody says Jalen Hurts is like and that was if you remember me talking on the show with you or other platforms Ryan that was one of my concerns because you know, even when Carson was playing well, you had these chirping, and, 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 you know, anonymous sources uh, talking about his leadership and talking about how aloof he was and how he didn't maybe interact like he should, like a typical quarterback should. One of my concerns was, you know, Jalen's going to go in and everybody's going to love the kid, and you're going to have a fracture from that standpoint. Now, it, 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 I don't think it's happened because this is – a weird world where nobody can get together together uh guys can't hang out they can't do anything um so in a lot of ways uh covid has has eliminated any worries over that standpoint but if he shows what everyone says he is and and that leadership ability he's got a chance to win over this locker room really really quickly it's it's absolutely crazy, just this whole situation. Um, and I just don't know where they go from here. I guess just some more big-picture questions for you, John. Like Zach Ertz. Um, you know, this team has a lot of decisions to make, and I don't know if how Jalen Hurts performs potentially for the remainder of the season as the starter. We'll see how that could impact those decisions, um, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it makes sense. I, I mean, obviously, they got to continue to get better um, at, at a multitude of positions. Uh, I, I think you can make a strong argument that, look, Zach doesn't want to be here, and that has nothing to do with Carson or Jalen Hurts. He, he's got a problem with the front office. Um, and he's got a problem with Howie Roseman. So I, I don't think it would change something like that. Um, as far as you know, other than than Jalen Rager, and um, for obvious reasons, as your first round pick, and Miles Sanders, um, you, there there's really no guarantee, or there shouldn't be any guarantee, that any other skill position player they have will be back next season. Now, a bunch of them will. I'm not saying they'll all be gone because you need bodies. You need guys. And, you know, John Hightower's young. They're not going to cut him. Quez Watkins, they might cut him. But you get my point. If if you bring in guys and you have true competition, well, 
they might just get beat out. And it's, you know, it's not really difficult to move on from fifth or sixth round pick. It's not difficult to move on from uh, a guy you picked up on waivers like Travis Fulgham. It's not difficult to move on from Boston Scott if you find somebody better. And that's what the Eagles do. they got to find players that are better than what they have. And obviously, Alshon Jeffrey, the, the aging players, Deshaun Jackson, they're not going to be back. Um, so they got to revamp uh, this entire skill position group, whether, you know, Jalen is the starter or Carson's the starter. And that talks to, you know, one of the big issues that have nothing to do with either quarterback, and that's personnel. And I don't even talk about J.J. Ortega-Whiteside because why bother? <laughs> I forgot about him unless we're talking about D.K. Metcalf. That's the only time he comes up, comes up in conversation. Yeah, it would be. You know, I, I would like to see uh, J.J. play over this final month only because he is young and it is a new quarterback. And, and who knows? I mean, why not? You know, none of the other receivers can play, so – just throw them out there for a similar evaluation, one last shot uh, with a new quarterback and see if anything bubbles up to the surface. Because, I, I mean, for as much criticism as the Eagles get for that pick, and rightfully so, I mean, that's what this industry is. But it wasn't like if the Eagles didn't take J.J. where they did, Nobody else was taking him. Everybody had him essentially graded as a most likely a second-round pick, at worst, early third-round pick. So it's not like they're the only team in the NFL that thought he could play. Uh, everybody thought he could play. Uh, coming out of Stanford, he was a tremendous player there. So I, I would like to see the final players like that. I think this final month should be about players like that. Unfortunately, Davion Taylor got hurt, uh, and he's probably going to go on injured reserve. But players like that, even a Sean Bradley, get him some snaps. Um, even a Mike Jaquette is an undrafted free agent at corner. Get him some snaps. Um, Nate Herbig should be starting to right guard over Jason Peters. Just end it with Jason Peters. He, he should be getting the snaps. It should be about evaluating any young player they have that could potentially be a contributor next season. John, I want to end with this question because this could uh, take a few minutes here. Is this more likely the end of the Carson Wentz era or the start of the Carson Wentz, um, you know, like reclamation? <laughs> Well, I, I, I think um, I think it's more likely the end, uh, but it's going to be a slow end uh, because he is going to be here next season. Um, and it is going to be interesting to see how they handle uh, any kind of competition. I, I mean, it, it could come, you know, Jalen can perform very poorly in this final month of the season. I, I mean, I just – spoke of all the reasons why and the bad offensive line playing the Saints um, uh, the bad receivers and on and on and on it's conceivable he doesn't play well and all of a sudden you just 
go into the off season and you do start the reclamation project and it's going to take a, a long time and it's going to take a different um, I, I, I think the one thing I can say 100% is Carson Wentz and, and nothing against Press Taylor as a coach he needs a different type of position coach and I don't even care if you, if you like Press Taylor and you like his offensive acumen, and you like the way he call play, he calls plays. Make him the offensive coordinator. But Carson Wentz needs a quarterback coach that is a, a, a taskmaster, like John DiFilippo was. John was on him like you would not believe, and Carson did not like John. And sometimes vice versa, by the way. But. Uh, you know, he wasn't his peer. He wasn't his friend. It was a coach-mentor relationship. And if you go back to that time frame, guys never had great mechanics, Carson Wentz. Uh, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks in the modern NFL that have great mechanics, but they were a heck of a lot better than they are right now. Uh, and he needs a different type of coaching. And it, it, that's the foundation of it and and a daily coaching i'm not talking about play calling i'm not talking about helping them that way i'm not talking about scheme i'm not talking about x's and o's i'm talking about technique positional coaching he needs a a taskmaster he needs somebody who's going to push him to do that boring stuff every single day Talking with Johnny Mack, NFL Eagles insider. Follow John McMullen on Twitter at JFMcMullen, phillyvoice.com and si.com. Be sure to check out all of John's work there. John's also the host of Extending the Play every Saturday morning right here on 1490 Sports Betting Radio. All right, John, we'll, uh, we'll do it again tomorrow and Thursday and Friday as... This story certainly won't be going away anytime soon. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, Ron. All right, John. Uh, Good stuff from John, as always. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.